0: We thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Chris, I was just thinking about you. Is that because we've been talking for the past yeah. half hour? Like just a minute ago. I was like, hey, you know who I haven't? Chris, I haven't talked to him in a while. And here you are. Here you are. Chris, is it like blazing hot there or what? Uh, no, it's not. It's been raining like <sighs> You lucky dog. The heat index here the other day was 115. I think like the air temp was like 98. But that's just too hot for me.
1: Yeah, that is entirely too hot. Now, how do you feel, feel? I feel
0: like I'm sandwiched in between a rock and a hard place with this heat. Oh. I swear that just came to me. What's a hard the hard place? I don't know. This podcast. Okay, so you got the heat outside and the podcast inside, and you're stuck. Is that what you're saying? I guess so. I really do love it, though. The podcast, that is. I love hanging the, out with you Chris. Okay, you're my fave. You're my flave, a flave. So we are talking
1: about oh, a yeah. little food item today. Yeah, I was, I was going to take a guess. I was, I was going to ask if maybe perchance, you know, you wanted to talk about bouldering, mountain climbing rocks. Oh, that would be fun. Maybe maybe, maybe Do you know mining? what they call Charleston
0: or like this whole area? I have probably heard they it. They call it the low country. It's very okay. low. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like zero feet sea level all the way around. And there's no hills. There's no boulders. So I won't be doing any climbing anytime soon. So maybe, I don't know. Maybe I should make a trip out to Colorado. But until then, let's talk about sandwiches.
1: Okay, Phil. Any sandwich in particular? Are we just doing like sandwich history, maybe? Yeah. The ethos of the sandwich? What constitutes a sandwich? Is a hot dog sandwich, I've wondered this.
0: I've pondered this. I've Googled this. What about a taco? A taco could be a sandwich. Is that not bread enough? Especially since tacos these days are like really like pillowy flour tortillas. Which is basically just non.
1: It's yeah. flatbread, more or less, right? I actually really like the flour corn tortilla mix. Oh
0: yeah, that stuff is delicious.
1: Those like you buy it pre made so at the store. Yeah, those are good.
0: Yeah. I know exactly the brand that you're thinking of. Is a is a hamburger a sandwich? Quesadilla? No. Maybe. What if you took a slice of pizza and you folded know, it in like New York City? Is that a sandwich? Ooh. Hey, if your pizza
1: slice is not big enough to be folded, it's too small and you should probably throw it away. So therefore, all pizza is a sandwich.
0: Did I ever tell you my pizza story when I was like in, mm, I want to say the ninth grade. It was one of my first jobs. I worked at a pizza place and the owner of the pizza place leaves to go make a delivery. And he said, hey, when this pie comes out of the oven, slice it up. And I I was like really nervous. It was my first time ever slicing and, and cutting a pizza that was actually going to go to a customer and so I I sliced it and I was just nervous and my hand got away from me and I like cut like one third of the pizza (laughs) like not down the middle and then I was like oh no so then I tried to fix it and then I like went completely like the like perpendicular to that slice and then it it was even worse it was like and then I just kept like making all these cuts and it was like Mr. Bean trying to fix the portrait of Whistler's mother. (laughs) I just kept messing up. And then I just got so embarrassed that I handed it to the delivery driver when he came to pick up the pizza. And who knows whatever happened to that. But I feel like if I got that pizza, I would maybe appreciate the fact that there's probably a story behind it. But it was mangled, man. It was not at all what a pizza should look like. I'm kind of sad. It's more like a sandwich than anything.
1: I'm sad that a picture of that probably doesn't exist. Maybe you should draw one for Okay, Instagram, that's a Phil. good idea. You should draw a picture of of uh, how how you okay perfect it.
0: great idea. I'm gonna do this, and I suppose our listeners can probably find that at Dad's Kitchen Co. That's our Instagram handle.
1: That's that's like uh, our most things handle.
0: It's true. Even Twitter. Did you know we're on Twitter? I I, I heard uh,
1: a, a little birdie told me Phil. <laughs> nice. Yes. No. I uh, I am aware of that Phil, but also our blog, our website, Dad's Kitchen Co. That's
0: right. Com. Yeah, it's all kind and of The website's kind of fun because you can find some in-depth show notes. And from time to time, we do blog. I need to get back into that. I think I'm going to blog after this episode. I think I'm going to blog on how to make the perfect BLT sandwich. I thought you were going to get into
1: how to slice a pizza because it should be, what, eight slices?
0: Uh, I think so. I don't know. We did a pizza episode. Maybe we should revisit that.
1: So actually, Phil, I think I would be super excited for that BLT blog, because that is, it's probably my most eaten sandwich.
0: Like of the sandwiches you make, that, that's the one that is eaten the most by colleagues, or you yourself consume the BLT more uh, than all the it's, others? It's,
1: it's the, the type of sandwich that I eat more than just sure. about anything else. Yeah, it's
0: far and away the best one. I've always loved a good BLT. My grandfather used to make them and burn the living daylights out of the bread. He would he would toast them, and it would just get charred, just black as sin and it was delicious I loved it it's like somehow it just worked and that's kind of how I was raised on what a BLT would be Uh, I've always loved it and I thought like I love BLT so much is there enough there to do an episode on it maybe not BLTs in general you're saying yes Yes. okay no there is well I thought maybe we'll just take a step back and talk about this opportunity
1: I'm going to go ahead and leave because I'm kind of frustrated that this isn't just about BLTs. <laughs> fine,
0: I'll label it so, as sandwiches, but we'll just talk fun. about BLTs. I'll rope you back in, Chris.
1: Okay, okay, fine, Phil. Uh, so maybe before we get into the specifics of the best sandwich, where do sandwiches start? I feel like everybody's probably heard of the Earl of Sandwich. This is a really... Is he like actually legitimately the founder? Interesting story.
0: The... the well, Inventor. as folklore has it, he is. He was the fourth Earl of Sandwich, which is a place. Did you know that was a place? I think of like uh, Greenwich yeah. or what are the other itches? In 1762, there was this fellow named John Montague, and he himself was the fourth Earl of Sandwich. As it turns out, little Johnny boy had a gambling problem, like big time. So he's this noble he loves to gamble. He loves to gamble so much that one day he orders his servant to go bring him something from the kitchen, something that he can eat at the card table without having to get up and without having to make a big mess. And the servant's like, gee, I don't know what I can do. Um, kind of rummaging through the kitchen, rummaging through the pantry. And oh, here we go. I'll take this bread, I'll take some cured meats, and I'll take some expensive cheeses, and I'll just put them together. And he brings it out to good old John, and he loved it. And so did the people sitting around the table, and thus begat the sandwich. Okay. Okay. Quick question.
1: Is this sandwich really just a charcuterie board to go? Oh, that's a good
0: question. Because in the early days, that's what kind of a sandwich was. And it's kind of funny because it started out as like this aristocratic thing. The fourth earl of sandwich is making this thing popular, everybody wants this. And I don't know, I just have like this idea in my head that the peasants are out eating their foie gras and mining their own escargot while the aristocrats are basically just eating Subway.
1: Yeah, I guess. I'm wondering how big of a step outside the norm eating a food with your hands was at the time. Was that like a novelty?
0: It may have been, but here's another weird thing. The invention of bread as... An edible compound was relatively new at that time also like bread wasn't i mean you know it came earlier in history but bread was used as a napkin as legend has it and then people were like why are we throwing away these napkins and we can eat them i'm not gonna lie phil
1: i'm not sure i believe that
0: <laughs> chris it's google you can't blame google So anyways, John Montague makes this thing super famous and fast forward a few millennia and it reaches, that's actually probably not accurate, fast forward a few decades maybe and it reaches America in 1815. But the funny thing about the sandwich in 1815, it kind of morphs into or morphs away from the charcuterie board to go as you so eloquently defined it and basically just becomes a tongue sandwich. Think of that. Think of that. Oh, wait. Oh, so now? America a tongue took this beautiful charcuterie board and they just put cow tongue in it. And that was the sandwich.
1: Like cow tongue between two slices exactly of bread. Exactly right. Okay.
0: Uh, I'm not sure what's I wrong with I don't know why they bread loved bread. it. Okay. Man, if they could have only had a BLT. But of course, those aren't the only types of sandwiches out there. You like Sloppy Joe's. I know you like Chris Farley, at least.
1: There's actually a place here that has an absolutely fantastic vegan Sloppy Joe. What's the name of it? It's this little vegan place called Burrowing Owl. They have some amazing drinks too, like super interesting cocktails.
0: That sounds awesome. Have you ever had a Monte Cristo? Yes. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it, Phil. I don't think I've ever thoroughly enjoyed a Monte Cristo, aside from the novelty of it. I mean, because it's basically like a ham sandwich with melted cheese and, what is it, powdered sugar and jelly? I think that's why I originally ordered it, was just...
1: Due to the novelty, I thought it sounded interesting, and it was definitely goes on my list of things I don't like. It's right up there with pickles, which is quite epic at this point. I enjoy pickles. Well, that's pickles, good because kind of. the
0: Cuban sandwich is one of my favorites, and this has pickles on it along with ham, pork, Swiss cheese, and mustard, and sometimes salami. Okay,
1: so Cubans, I like. I like Cuban rice That's kind of the same that's thing, like right? a rum and coke, right? Sure. It's fancier when you say it. A Cuba, Cuba? Cuba,
0: Cuba? It's got lime in it,
1: too. Cuba. Cuba Libre.
0: Nice. Getting back to your roots, Chris. I like it. So there's this really fascinating story I'm of... Not from Cuba, <laughs> but that's fine. There's this really fascinating story. Again, I don't know if it's true, but it's a fun one to believe, of Elvis Presley, who would finish up shows and then take his charter jet. the cocaine sandwich? The coke sandwich. There you go. <laughs> he would take a charter jet to Denver and order what's called a fool's gold loaf have you ever heard of this I have yeah it's basically that. a loaf of bread carved out with peanut butter jelly and a pound of bacon and he apparently loved it so much that this was like a thing where he would you know charter 30 of his friends in and they would order it and then he would go home and and then go to the next show it's just crazy crazy
1: yeah do you know do you know where they serve that because i feel like i came across I it, it you know l- l- looking into denver restaurants and i don't remember off the top of my head because I, I, they might
0: even still be around i believe it's called the colorado mine company restaurant i don't <laughs> know if it's still around
1: maybe it was just one of those colorado history things could be
0: and then of course we've got the po boy sandwich if you're unfamiliar with the po boy it's absolutely amazing if you've ever been to nola You've probably had a good po' boy. There's a place called Mother's that makes a really good po' boy. And it's basically like a, you know, a, a French loaf uh, stuffed with a bunch of stuff. Could be fried oysters, could be shrimp, could be Rocky Mountain oysters maybe if you're an Elvis guy. I don't know. Um, but that's a good one and that's kind of a fun story where they would basically sell them to the working class during during the union strikes in New Orleans. And that's how the name po' boy came around.
1: So, Phil... These are all complex sandwiches. They're, there's a lot going on in these and are maybe a little bit more adult in sure. orientation. I guess one question is, what's what are your girls' favorite sandwiches? Shockingly,
0: they're not into grilled cheese, which is a little weird because I think they're pretty amazing. The cheese, not the girls. Well, they are too. You might just not be making them, right? Oh, I make a pretty good grilled cheese. No, I think they've just been conditioned to love... The BLT because I make it so well. I don't. I don't have any feathers. I don't have any caps. But if I had either of those, the feather would go in the cap. Okay.
1: I, I don't know where else you would put it, but okay, Phil. So we have brought it up enough. I think you've brought it up enough. I feel like what you really wanted to get to in this episode
0: is the BLT. So
1: that's the one with um like turkey and <laughs>
0: turkey bacon, some other things. I feel like you could do it with 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 turkey bacon, but it wouldn't be. It, it wouldn't be great, because good is the enemy of great. That, that would not be
1: no. the same. That is not the same, Phil. That would not be doing the greatness that is the BLT justice. So, I know we've talked about it loosely once or twice. Obviously, a BLT is a sandwich with bacon, sure. lettuce, and tomato. Here's a question, Phil. Should a BLT have anything else on it?
0: I think it can. I believe that you can... Have some fun with it if you choose. But I think the BLT stands alone. If it's done well, it doesn't need those other things. You know, I think you can have some fun with avocado. If you like avocado, I think it can complement the salinity of the bacon. I think you can put some sprouts on there, like maybe alfalfa or radish if you are into sprouts. Again, maybe complements it a little bit, but I feel like if you're using the right lettuce, and I'd love to get into that, then you maybe don't need those sprouts. I think you can put a fried egg on your sandwich, on your BLT sandwich if you want. But, Mm. I mean, I think if you have a good tomato, then you don't necessarily need the the fried egg. Why the tomato trumps the fried egg, I'm not sure. It just does, Chris. Yeah, they're two very different things, Phil. But I,
1: I would say out of that whole entire list that you gave, avocados are probably the only thing that uh, I tend to possibly have on a BLT, mostly because there's a place near us that has a BLTA that's pretty fantastic. We've talked about this. Is it Brother Lux? No, it's not. It's actually a, a little gastropub Oh yeah, odyssey. You've
0: taken me to Odyssey. I love that place. Yeah. No, we have been there. So the BLT, Chris, you know, first and foremost, the bread matters. Again, going back to my childhood, you can do it with basic white bread from the store. Nothing wrong with that. Even if you toast it to where it's just completely charred through and through, I think you can make it work. Slap enough mayo on there and yeah, it's going to be fine. But for me, the bread matters. Again, I'm a BLT guy, so I think I like to dive into the ingredients a little bit more. And for me, the bread matters.
1: Yeah, well, I I think that they all matter, Phil. I think all the ingredients matter just because it is such yeah. a simple sandwich. You got to have, you got to have quality ingredients. They all play a larger role. They all kind of shine through. There's, there's not a lot of safety net. I feel like, you know, something like a, a peanut butter and jelly. Maybe it's because you're using a couple of pre-made things like jelly and peanut butter and they're fairly consistent. The, the floor is pretty high, if sure. you will, where... Like the the lower limits of a bad BLT, they can get down there, I feel like.
0: Okay, so what kind of bread are you using?
1: Well, it depends on where I'm having it.
0: You're making this at home. I gotta be honest. You're preparing this- If I'm making it at home. For you, yourself, and I. See the thing is, Phil, we always have really fantastic. I know, bread and that's okay because that's from, yeah, from the baker. It's totally fine. Not, that's one hundred percent what yeah, I would please, use. What kind of bread, yeah. though? So yeah, I, I would say like a a nice nice hearty sourdough. That sounds wonderful. Well, we started out baking some bread in our Dutch oven. I think we've talked about this before, and it makes a really nice, beautiful artisanal loaf of bread. But just the other day, Ashley made some baguettes and. That's what we used for our BLT, and it was remarkable. So, like, a French baguette, like, totally worked with a BLT. It's, you know, it's crispy on the outside, and it's soft and pillowy on the inside, and it was still warm when it came out. Man, you want a good BLT, put it on a French baguette.
1: Yeah, okay, so the the bread itself, should it be toasted or I not? I have
0: wondered this. I used to say yes, and now I'm saying no. I don't think it has to be, because, you know, the baguette is going to have some crunch to it, and... I think that takes the place of toasting the bread.
1: I think I like mine lightly toasted. The The one drawback to a BLT is if the bread is heavily toasted. For me, it always cuts up the roof of my mouth.
0: Yeah, that is kind of the drawback. It's like a microplane to your palate. Kind of, pretty much. Exactly
1: like that. Obviously, the bread matters, but the bacon, you can kind of get away with. Chris, any don't bacon. do this
0: to me. <laughs> no, we, we, we typically will go with like a boar's head. Do you have boar's head out there? I think it's pretty readily available just about anywhere. Uh, But I I like to do an uncured boar's head. And um, of course, we know how to bake that because, well, this is dad's kitchen. And obviously, we have an episode on bacon.
1: Yeah, I think that was BaconMethod.com was 100% the inspiration for our bacon. That's right. I,
0: I think you can do just about. Any type of bacon as long as it's not. Oh, this is tough, Chris. Now I really am between a rock and a hard place. I love bacon. I don't love all bacon. I don't like Oscar Mayer. I don't like the, you know, the thin stuff that probably comes from a inhumane factory, pig factory somewhere. Did you hear about California? They're going to be running into a bacon shortage probably because they passed a law that limits where their pork can come from. Yeah, and only yeah. something like 4% of the bacon that would be imported into california would be compliant under the new law that's kind of disappointing does the bacon matter to you chris
1: uh it does phil i think i think something thick cut for sure and in terms of doneness i think i like my bacon on a blt the same that i would like my bacon for breakfast which is still like a tiny bit chewy i'm not like it has to Completely shatter when you buy Yeah, like
0: turn to dust, basically.
1: Definitely, like a little, a little bit chew. I think is is my ideal. So, Phil, you
0: you brought up lettuce. I did bring up lettuce. Iceberg, not an iceberg fan. Okay, where I want to go with the lettuce is that I think it has to offer a good bit of crunch, especially if you're not toasting your BLT. If excuse me, if you're not toasting the bread, iceberg. Yeah. But there's there's maybe some better options out there.
1: Okay. There's also
0: iceberg. <laughs> you love a good wedge salad, don't you? <laughs> okay. How about this? How about like
1: the heart leaves of okay? Romaine? That's what like the little yeah, tiny what ones. Yeah, that's we're getting. Yeah, oh, the hearts actually, of romaine. Because I, I hearts, love those. there is so much flavor so in the good. hearts
0: of a romaine lettuce, and that is, as far as I'm concerned, it's not a BLT without that.
1: I, I do think that that is probably the ideal green leafy selection. For a BLT.
0: We should do a taste test. I'm not going to Like argue. a blind taste test of lettuces. Because I bet that's probably never been done before.
1: Okay. Lettuce eye. We we can do that. Maybe, Phil, we should do that for a YouTube video.
0: We, we really should get into YouTube.
1: We could have some Instagram content and some YouTube content all coming from this one episode.
0: I don't see why not, Chris. And then obviously the tomato matters, Chris. I like a good beefsteak tomato. Because it's got some hardiness to it. Yeah, I
1: think probably the best BLTs that I have ever had all had some type of heirloom tomato. What color were they? Various. Have you ever
0: had a BLT that used a red tomato?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Phil, I've had a lot of BLTs,
1: but yeah, something I I, I do think that my personal preference is is something that has like a a little bit more substance to it. That's not like uh, a watery tomato. So something like that, a little thicker cut. I think I think everything should be a little thicker cut. Your bacon, your tomato, your bread. That's my preference. I think it's I, th- I think a, a solid BLT should have a little bit of substance.
0: So basically, you just can't fit it into your mouth. Yes. What if you were to take a BLT Too much the way water. you've just described it? It's really big. It's like a po' boy, basically the size of one at least. And then you were to mash it down on a skillet, toast it. Is it then not just a panini?
1: I don't know if that's an argument that I care to have. Maybe just because I don't really care okay.
0: for paninis. So you just don't like toasted sandwiches? No, I Because I, I think Reuben's sandwiches. are pretty delicious. Just, oh, yeah, that's okay. right. You don't like sauerkraut. No, I do. Prove I love it. sauerkraut. Put it on a BLT. Let's go right now.
1: First of all, that's gross. And second of all, how many times have you made a brat for me with sauerkraut?
0: <laughs> Those are the days, Chris. Those are the days.
1: Hundreds probably.
0: Well, I don't know what else there really is to say about the BLT other than is a bratwurst a sandwich? Salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. Oh, yeah. Um. See, I feel like you can get the salt from the bacon. And the pepper? But the tomato. The tomato the, needs a little bit. What about pancetta? What if you used pancetta in lieu of bacon? Then you probably wouldn't need salt. No, that's okay. That's, no. That's not the same. PLT. Well, I think
1: we have covered the B and the L and the T and the B. And the S&P. And the F. That's pretty much it. If you
0: like a fried egg. I haven't covered the M. Oh, the mayonnaise? Yeah, nah. you definitely need mayonnaise on a BLT, but again, it's not in the acronym, so.
1: so the purest BLT is just some bacon, tomato, wrap, okay. and
0: lettuce. I think we've Leaf. been through this before, but isn't mayonnaise just aioli? Or isn't aioli just mayonnaise? I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. Perhaps the future episode, Chris, titled, Phil Screws Up the Podcast. Your ale, you